Shall we begin? Why not? Welcome to Frankie Sense and More. It's like she's got a whole lot of goodness for you with a little bit of sass. Frankie, did you just say... She sure did. Not to mention, along with... Whoops. Join us now as Frankie Picasso and her new co-host mix it up with authors, musicians, and interviews with world-changing people. Let's begin Okay, let's begin now, because it only makes sense. Well, hello there, and welcome to Frankie Sense and More. I am so happy you have all joined me today. I got a little bit of a tongue twister before I start the show, because I did promise a good friend of mine that I would do this for her. Tomorrow is a myalgic encephalitis, chronic fatigue syndrome, myalgic encephalitis, chronic uh, fibromyalgia, Gulf War syndrome, and multiple chemical sensitivity day. Wow. Our good friend Alex Tyson, who suffers with CFS, is offering her book, Riding on Faith, as a free Kindle download to bring awareness and understanding to all of these diseases. Please grab your book on Amazon.com and let me know if you did, and I'll say thank you to Alice for you. Okay, we got a fantastic show for you today. My good friend, John Domenico, an actor, writer, comedian, impressionist, whose repertoire includes performing over 25 different celebrities. That alone is impressive. Uh, today, he might be best known for being the number one Trump impersonator in the world. And the cherry to his cupcake this week is that he just received an Emmy nomination for performing six of his best-known characters all in one commercial for Madstar Mobile's Making Communication Great Again, their commercial. How fantastic. John Woo-hoo! has been performing, yeah, he's been performing Trump for over 12 years. Wow. In the last year and a half, he has become the official Donald Trump for numerous TV shows, including including Fox News' Red Eye. He's appeared 35 times on Conan O'Brien. He's done 40 vocal and on-camera appearances, 80 vocal appearances on Slate's Trumpcast, and now four vocal appearances on Chelsea Handler and so many more outlets. Wow. He is the only Trump impersonator in the world to have ever appeared on This Morning in Britain five times, Today's Show Australia's three times, and Today's Show Ireland. Wow. John has made hundreds of live appearances as Donald Trump. You may have seen him walking around New York City with Melania on his arm. Maybe. He's got millions upon millions of YouTube viewers. He's done commercials and animated series and voiceovers. He's even done toys. John even did a commercial for me as uh, for the Good Radio Network as Dr. Phil. He has appeared, as I said, as Trump in three feature films now, 13-episode comedy web series, You've Got Trump, and is soon to start work in the Laugh Factory's Real News, Fake News, along with touring the clubs nationally. Are you starting to get the idea that John can out-Trump Trump? <laughs> John, congratulations on the Emmy. Wow, so great to have you. I'm exhausted from that introduction. <laughs> I know. I thought, do I have an hour? <laughs> Oh, no, thank you so much. It it was, oh, it's so incredible. It's just been these last 18 months, like every single day, something cool has been happening. It's just been amazing. You know, um, do you even remember your own voice? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's always the starting point. So it's always I always come back to that. So now this is so phenomenal to me because you you grew up in Philly. You now make your home in, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But I read that you had a, a severe speech impediment as a child. And yeah, is that, that, that how you kinda, got started? Well, it's you know what happened when I was a kid. I lived in a row home neighborhood in 
outside of Philadelphia. It was Ambler. And uh, this was, you know, late 60s, and not everyone had air conditioning, so everyone would sit out on their little, you know, on their steps. And I was a precocious kid, and I loved comedy, and I would go out and, you know, I would do voice. When I spoke in my normal voice, I had an impediment, but I found when I did these impressions, the impediment went away. Ah, it's like those people sing. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, there's two parts of your brain. There's involuntary speech and voluntary speech. And yeah. when you when it, in involuntary, you can't hear yourself because if you did, you'd drive yourself crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, but with the voluntary speech, I was able to, you know, work in different voices and try to figure out, like, nasal placement and throat placement, <laughs> you know. And I would do Humphrey Bogart and all those, you know, all those classic things and kids, you know, all those people that were around at the time. So, uh, so it kind of worked out and I stuck with it because I was, like I said, I was a big canned ham. And then I did eight years of speech therapy and, um, I was, that was two times a week during the school year, uh, for eight years. And it was a big help because what it did was, uh, it taught me the mechanics mm. of how to do a voice where a lot of, I have a lot of friends who are impersonators and impressionists, and, but they're doing it all by ear. And I'm, I'm obviously doing it by ear too, but it's really how to, the vocal mask and how to place things and how to actually produce it and how to move the tongue around because my tongue was always in my way. I just yes. sounded like the normal kid who couldn't pronounce his R's and kind of like talk like this. People say I sounded like, um, like Elmer Fudd or something like that. So <laughs> that was the big, the big thing was kind of getting my tongue out of my way so I could do these different voices okay but it's one thing to get you know to do the voice now you got to do the impressions and and right. actually kind of twist your your facial features around to even assimilate that character mm -hmm. like do you spend yeah, hours I'm... in front of a, a mirror well you know i i just kind of have a rubbery face that is really kind of adapts to anybody because you know i i most look like austin powers just by physical build uh but you know you saw me as as dr phil what yeah. were you thinking so with Phenomenal. him, it's a little different. Yeah, because for him, he's got that furrowed eyebrow, so I always got to keep my face kind of like scrunched up, you know, my upper face <laughs> kind of scrunched up a little bit. And, hey, what were you thinking? And him, it's each one of these kids, this is where the acting part comes in for me because, you know, I'm a trained actor. So it's going beyond an impression or an impersonation and actually performing the person as a character if i would do it in a play as i've you know i've done a lot right. of theater work too so that that's i that's what i think makes me different as far as my performances that i'm coming at it in a totally different way as a trained actor so i'm trying to look at it from physicality from attitude from how's this person thinking as opposed to an impersonation i'm playing the person that's my goal anyway well how many hours of studying do you do a day Oh my God! I to this, I still do about an hour of Trump a day uh, because with you know between I just did a Conan job yesterday. I did a call in tonight. I'm I'm going to be on uh, this morning in Britain again tomorrow, which is 2 a.m. for me here right. in Las Vegas. So you know, uh, so every day I check the news and I you know I kind of I try I try to tweet as Trump. So it's very very important that I read about what's going on with Comey. You know what I mean? And all these different things. So I'm, I'm trying to think think the way he thinks. Terrible, tremendous, fantastic. I have to tell you. That's so amazing. it's always. It's always practicing, and I don't like to get too far away from the other voices because I just got a – tomorrow's the um, 
uh, 20th anniversary of Austin Powers opening in theaters. Right. NPR just called and said, we'd like to interview for you for that. So so today, some, some point today, I'm going to have to do a little Austin Powers, baby. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to practice, baby! Away. We're a minute away from a commercial break, but one thing I do want to ask before we go and join the sure. ladies off of you is... You know, when you when you know a bunch of different languages, sometimes you start thinking in that language. Do you ever mm-hmm. find yourself just thinking as one of your characters? Oh yeah, yeah, it's Trump. I'm finding myself thinking in Trump, Trump ease and using his words more and more. And I'm watching my hands. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's kind of like, oh, it's like pod people. He's kind of taking me over, you know. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he must it might scare you sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, if he ever goes away. I don't have to find yeah. a new character. Take over, I think. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, but, go okay. ahead. No, no I was going to say. Okay, well, we're going to go to commercial break. We have the amazing John Domenico with us. Frankie Sense and more will be right back after we pay the bills. night my husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women according to the article men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men i'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating which means right now there are 28 things that i'm putting off until later What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunctator. Women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Even though Halloween is my least favorite day of the year, it will be here soon. And having a strategy to not let it derail your healthy eating is a good idea. Weight Watcher says that there is really a trick to treats. You can stay on your healthy living plan, even though there is plenty of temptation around. They recommend to buy your candy late. Keep the temptation out of your house for as long as you can. Buy candy that you personally do not like. Have a plan for the leftover candy or the candy the kids bring home. Giving it away to your church or favorite charity is a good idea. But if you can't, then freeze it. It takes a while to eat a rock-solid piece of candy. Forgo the temptation to eat high-calorie, low-nutrition candy and stay on track. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear more fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. And we're back. It's Frankie Says Some More. I feel like I'm losing my head today. It's Frankie Says Some More Day. And we have John Domenico. Sandra Beck is with us. We, we're missing a few of our, our view ladies, but that's okay. Sandra and I are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've got, you know, Donald's in the house today. Donald has come to The View. He's here. We're going to have a chat with him. Right. Maybe Dr. Phil's going to be around. We're, you know, we don't know. We're going to see. Hopefully he's, right. he's here with us. I'm sure that, that he'll be around. I'm so excited to be on the view panel. I have to tell you, it's really, really tremendous. I'm very excited to be with Sandra and Frankie. Believe me. 
Well, I have got, I've got a question, you know, Mr. President. I was wondering how you feel about being the fodder for, for Bill Mayer's show on HBO Real Time. You know, do you, do you watch it and laugh with the rest of us, or do you think it's fake news? It's totally fake news. Bill Maher makes everything. I don't know if you know this, but I sued Bill Maher. Did you know this? Did you know this? I, I, I heard. He got my father an orangutan. I sued him for $5 million. My father, I can guarantee you he's not an orangutan. Believe me. <laughs> believe me. I know orangutans. Orangutan. Mr. President, mm-hmm. I have a question that I have been wondering ever since you ran for office. And I want to know if you've ever been sexually attracted to a piece of fruit, and if so, what kind? Well, I think we know. I think we know the answer to this. I think we know an orange, of course, an orange, because I'm orange. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Takes one to know one, I guess. I'm you know, thank you. It is. It's so important to know and, and to get that. Do you eat a lot of carrots to get that I kind of I like carrots. Like, people have accused me of looking like a carrot, but I prefer orange because orange is the sun. And, you know, you go to Mar-a-Lago where you it's know, it's beautiful, beautiful. Have you been there? Have you ever been there? Mar-a-Lago in Florida. Tremendous club. Tremendous club. No, never been there. It's where I was with uh, Xin Jinping, the premier from China. We were having delicious chocolate cake. Tremendous chocolate cake. And I launched 55 Tomahawk missiles into Syria. It was was incredible. (laughs) What a dessert. Really really amazing. What an incredible dessert. What's your favorite hairspray, Mr. President? Well, you know what? It's so funny you ask me this. I talked about this on the campaign trail. They, they're telling me that I'm destroying the ozone with my Aquanet. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm in my apartment in New York City. I'm spraying my Aquanet. I don't think it's going to affect the ozone. I don't know why they say this. My hair is <laughs> tremendous. I have billionaire presidential hair. I have to do it my way, if you know what I'm saying. I do. I do. Now, I've got, Sandra, do you have another question for the president? I do. I do have a question because I have a a 10-year-old son, Mr. President, and he's Mm, very close to Barron's age. Yes, very close to Barron's age. And he really wanted to know, when you clog a toilet, Mm -hmm. who do you ask for help? Like, is this something the Secret Service does? You know, do you do you ever get a private moment to unclog your own toilet? I don't, I don't, I, you know what? Listen, I sleep in my suit. I don't touch anything. I don't even like shaking people's hands. So you can imagine any situation with the toilet. I don't have anything to do. I have people who have people who have people who take care of these type of things. Got it. Got it. Yes. The only thing I do in connection with the toilet is tweet. I love tweeting when I'm on the throne. It's tremendous. It clears my mind. I like to say anything I like. Total privacy. Total privacy. Total <laughs> privacy. I love it. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got, you know, I want to ask you this because this is very near and dear to my heart being Canadian. You, you know, you recently called out um, Justin Trudeau as an embarrassment in Canada's worst mm. president. Now, you, in fact, true. you tweeted, honestly, I think he's done a terrible job so far and he should be ashamed to call himself the president of Canada. Well, right, of right. course, he's the prime minister of Canada. So... Right. Well, first off, first off, I just want to say this. I just want to say this. I love, love, love Canada. Tremendous place, tremendous place. And, you know, I've been up there many, many times. It's almost like another country up there, I have to tell you. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was a foreign country. Then this guy, Justin Trudeau, who, by the way, by the way, looks like a male model. Male model. Yeah. You know what I mean? Far 
too young to be running such a tremendous country with so much oil reserves up there. And we're going to get that and we're going to move it. And we are going to make Canada great again. And when I become president of Canada, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's going to be incredible. I'll be the president of both the U.S. and of Canada. And everyone's going to be very, very happy. Believe me. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I, it really hurt you when you gave up Canada. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. It was, I had no idea. But you know, I've got a you know, I have a Trump building in Vancouver. I have a Trump building mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Yeah, but you have a half built Trump building in, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But I have buildings everywhere. I have buildings yeah. absolutely everywhere. But did you pay the guys? Did you pay the guys in Vancouver? Did no, I pay? never pay anyone. I find right. that, that okay. you know, why why well, pay them? They're gonna do the work anyway. Do you know what At I'm saying? They get the work for me and they can brag about it. And that's what's <laughs> really important. Bragging rights. Who needs money? I do, but no one else does. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, I, I, I found some inspiration. Um, you were talking about about our, you know, Justin Trudeau and, and, and you know, what a misogynist he is. And, and you know, you, you said that you're the poster child for modern day, you know, women, because all of the strippers you have personally put through your education at Trump University. And you said all these chicks are now walking around with doctorates, effing doctorates. Now, I mm-hmm. want to know what kind of doctorates have your strippers got? Well, first off, I'd like to say I love, love, love women. I cherish women. I must. I married three of them. My mm-hmm. favorite child is a woman, Avanka, and Avanka's tremendous. Isn't she tremendous? You have to admit she's amazing, right? Isn't so she beautiful. Amazing? She's so beautiful. so beautiful. And a lot of people don't know this, but she won six years in a row the sexiest woman alive, alive in Trump magazine. What are the odds of that? In Trump magazine. <laughs> Trump magazine. I mean, you know, I had nothing to do with that. I, you know, so, but she's, she's incredible. I love women. I've always loved women. I've dated supermodels. I own two beauty pageants. And to answer your question, all of the women who have doctorates, they have doctorates in very, very important things. So numerous, I can't even mention them. That's how important and numerous they are. Wow. Sandra. I do. I have a question for you because you said something uh, that was very puzzling to me. You said that that all the women on The Apprentice flirted with you consciously or unconsciously. And of course, that's to be expected because you're the Donald. But how do you do you telepathically know what they're doing unconsciously? Like, how do you get into the unconscious mind? And does that really help you with the other world leaders? Well, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. All right. I know that right now both of you are flirting with me. You're flirting with me. I get it. I get it. I'm a sexy man. I'm a world leader. I lead the free, you know, I lead the free world and I'm a billionaire. And women love that. They absolutely love that. They love power. And my, my, my charisma works with absolutely everyone, men and women, but primarily women. But it doesn't work with one person, one person. And I'm very upset about that. And I was very upset when that person came to visit me. And I have to tell you, it is Angela Merkel. Didn't work. <gasps> Didn't work. Didn't work. That's why I wouldn't shake his hand. I mean, her hand. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Angela did not like you. That did not like, well, she liked me, but I didn't like her. You see what oh, I did there? Like I got you. ahead of her on the like Very important. Very important. Well, well, so what about you? Hillary, though? Is Hillary your kitten, too? Well, of course, of course. Did you see the way Hillary was on stage with me during the debates? She would look at me. She kept looking at me. She kept 
looking at me. I would say something, she looked at me. I would make a face, she looked at me. That was, She was just driven to me. It was incredible. I had to fend her off, by the way. And did you know that she was at my wedding to Melania, her and Bill? Wow. I didn't you know, know that. that. There's a famous photo of us all together. Wow. What did they give the you wedding. as a wedding gift? Nothing. Nothing. Terrible people, the Clintons. Terrible. Cheap, cheap, <gasps> cheap, cheap people. And on, on top of that, Hillary took three of the table settings. Three of them. <laughs> you, you're supposed to take the one. You, you win it, and then you take the one. She took right. three of them. Terrible. And she had Ziploc bags, and she was taking food off the buffet. Terrible. <laughs> Democrats are cheapskates, I have to tell you. How many women do you think have slapped your face in your life? How many women have I slept with? I, can, no. I can't even count. I can't even count. <laughs> There's so many. So many women have slept with me and wanted to sleep with me. Yeah. And how many threw up after? Oh, God. You know what? It's so hard to tell because I, I basically make them throw up so they can stay skinny. So I would say pretty much all of them. <laughs> You know, you got to stay hot and sick. I don't know if you realize this, but one of the prenups in my in all of my dating and marriages is a you have to do a weigh in every single month. And if you come under underweight, you get a bonus. You get a bonus if you a stay bonus. on weight. You get a, you get to stay with me. So I call it a weigh in. It's a monthly weigh in. Wow. Well, and do you ban your women from drinking diet coke? Because you said you know you've never seen a thin person drinking a diet coke. That is true, except for me, I drink Diet Coke. But other than that, I've never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. Never, never. So, ever. And I don't even exercise. I don't exercise. I eat Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is tremendous. I love Kentucky Fried Chicken. I eat McDonald's because it's consistently delicious food. It's delicious, I have to tell you. And it's all that gold oil. It's, it's fried in, so, you know. Yes, it, well, that's what keeps me, that keeps my glow. Now, you know, I, I was particularly... Um, attracted to the Trump, um, you know, campaign. I, I, I tried to get a hat, you know, did you buy any hats? The Trump, my, what you mean that thing with John Oliver where they took yeah, my name the and they mangled it? Campaign. I love that. Well, you know what? You see, everyone tries to tear me down, but you know what that does? It just gives me more power. Just gives me more power. <laughs> you, you, did you notice people can't stop talking about me? People who like me talk about me. People who don't like me talk about me. They don't really get it. It just keeps feeding into making me bigger. And I'm like the Hulk. I'm the Hulk. I'm the Hulk. I'm tremendous. And that, that's because people love me and they talk about me. If you could be any famous person in the world, uh, Donald, who would you be other than yourself? We know you'd want to be yourself and God, but course, who would you course. like to be most like? Well, I probably want to be Ivanka because she's just like me with different plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, love you. She's so tremendous. <laughs> and she has a new book out. She has a new book out for about working women because you know what? She's, she she came from nothing. She started with nothing other than my billions and billions of dollars. Exactly. But she had to work. She had, you know, she was lucky. She started at the top and had to work her way up to the president, you know, helping me out. Because I don't know if you know this in Canada. I don't know if you get the news up there. But she is my top advisor now. Unpaid yes. position in the White House. And we had, I had to do a special executive order for that. It's take your daughter to work day for the next eight years. Yeah. <laughs> Every day I take your children to work. Well, Except that she's, because she's, she's, she's in California. <laughs> yeah. Avanka. Avanka, yeah. 
Yeah, but she'll be she'll be back very soon. She's promoting her book and her jewelry and her shoes and her dresses. And they say there's a conflict of interest. How could that be? It's tremendous. So important. Well, we're, we got to go so another important. commercial break. I, I want to thank you so much, uh, President Trump, for joining us today. And and I really look forward to talking to you again. And I and I I really hope that uh, Dr. Phil will come and join us after the break. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Frankie Sense and more. We'll be right back after we pay the bills. offer wonderfully wild and wacky summer foods. From chicken fried bacon in Texas to Minnesota spaghetti and meatballs on a stick. There is something about dining at the fair that can make anyone an opsomaniac or a person who is driven to the point of madness by food. State fairs are famous for their loverwort or food with no nutritional value. The California State Fair boasts fried Krispy Kreme chicken sandwiches. That's fried chicken and Swiss cheese tucked into a Krispy Kreme donut served with a side of honey sauce. At the Iowa State Fair, you can enjoy a hot beef sundae. That's a big scoop of mashed potatoes over roast beef, covered with gravy, sprinkled with cheddar cheese, and garnished with a cherry tomato to look like a sundae. What's another word for messy food? Ma Wella. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Most of the time, exercise rejuvenates you and increases your energy. But every once in a while, you may find that you're feeling tired in your workout, and every movement is an effort. My advice is simple. Turn up the music. Listening to fast-paced, uplifting music can really be helpful. According to the Journal of Sport and Exercise Psychology, your overall endurance improves by 15%, when you exercise to music. So put on your preferred playlist or turn the radio up and treat yourself to a great workout while listening to your favorite music. The pulsating beat and uplifting lyrics can truly spur you on to complete your exercise and also to get an outstanding workout. Turn up the music and turn up the energy and motivation. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook. Okay. Well, thank you. You're listening to Frankie Sensamori. I'm your host, Frankie Picasso. My guest today is John DiDomenico, the world's best impersonator. Sandra Beck is also with us today, and we're hoping for a few other guests. I think Dr. Phil may have come in the house. Is he here? Hello, everybody. It's me, Dr. Phil. Oh, Can wow. everybody hear me? We can. Thank you. You know, I love your new show, Bull. I think it's great. It's a it's a tremendous show. All of my shows are tremendous because I am a straight shooter, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, what were you thinking? And usually they're not. <laughs> you know, um, President Trump was just here, and he was talking to mm-hmm. us about how his wives, you know, have to do a weigh-in every month to make sure that they stay mm-hmm. the weight that they were. And, you know, I'm thinking Robin is looking a little anorexic. Does she have to do a weigh-in monthly, too? No, listen, uh, uh, you know, this whole thing about weight in this country is over the top. You know, I wrote a diet book, and I'm fat. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I wouldn't call it This country is out of control. You know, first off, a lot of 
people in the U.S., not in Canada, but in the U.S. are obese. And then you got a lot of people who are skinny, but nobody's in between. <laughs> do you think it has to do to, to the golden corrals and... Actually, Americans love buffets. They love buffets, and they're great. You got Golden Corral, Sizzler. Hey, listen, Johnny D lives in Las Vegas. They got more buffets than you can shake a stick at. (laughs) What's your favorite buffet? Oh, you know what? I'm kind of a healthy guy. I like prime rib, Steak, ribeye, those things that kind of stick to your ribs and make you look good. I'm for hell, I'm from Texas, so I, I'm a big meat guy. I did eat a banana once. <laughs> How was that? Well, it was yellow, and it tasted kind of, you know, soft. And I like things that are meaty, like me. By the way, I have a brand new book out. It's called I'm Okay, You're a Mess. You can buy that online. <laughs> Now, Dr. Phil, you handle lots of different topics on your talk shows and, you know, in your appearances, but you really don't talk a lot about your own personal fantasies. You know, what are some fantasies that you have on a regular basis? What do you dream about? I have so many fantasies, I have to tell you. But, you know, if I let those out, people are going to get the wrong idea about me. People don't understand that fantasies are just fantasies, and real life is real life. But I have to tell you, that fiance, woo, let me tell you. She can back that up anytime she wants. So what's your favorite show? Is it is it where the mother hates the daughter and the stepdad, you know, or is it the, the you know, the sisters and the brother beat on each other. I like the ones where it's usually a lesbian who doesn't know she's a lesbian, and I get to say, start living your life as a lesbian woman. <laughs> That's your favorite. I love telling people what to do, because honestly, <laughs> what do I know? I'm from Pumpkin Patch, Texas. Jeez, I never even left my hometown till I was 35. I can't believe people buy the crap I'm selling. I'm okay. You're a mess. You're a mess. It's a great book. It's my best one ever. And I've written 52 books. And people just keep buying them. And I just keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. Now, do you still talk to Oprah? Oh, absolutely. Oprah is my personal savior. If she hadn't plucked me out of obscurity, the world would have been a much better place. She's doing pretty good on on Weight Watchers. Do you think you'd join her? No, I love steak too much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I have I a like question. To eat. <laughs> I have a question because a lot of times your advice sounds very simple or very similar to Medea. You know, Medea, she's that that six foot five overweight mm-hmm. over woman. You yes, know, the the, the cross dresser. Yes, I've yes. been trying to get him on the show. He has serious problems. <laughs> what advice do you have for Medea? I mean, Medea is a very popular movie star. Who, but who is the actor who plays Medea? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. I think Tyler is hiding a large black woman inside of him, and he's letting it out through that character. But there's probably a lot more to that if you really look into it. 
Is he lesbian? He's probably a lesbian, and I would say to him, I want you to start living your life as a lesbian woman, even though you're a man. Which would actually work out good for him, because then he'd end up being straight. You see that? (laughs) Simple advice that works. Homie. (laughs) James Comey, him I don't know about, but I do know he's 6'8", and that is far too tall. It is. Wow. You have to look Six, up. Six eight. Holy mackerel! That guy is huge. Yeah, he's going to be crying the river. What do you have to say to him? I'd I'd like to talk to him and find out if the P tape was real. Mm-hmm. Sandra. Well, I I still want to go back to Tyler Perry because now you've got me intrigued because he has no wife in the public and he's got this son that, you know, they don't put in the public eye. Do you think that's all a ruse to support his secret lifestyle? It could be. It would certainly make sense. And any man who needs to dress up as a woman may have some issues or should be living his life as a lesbian woman. Now, (laughs) would you say the same would apply to Donald Trump? Because Donald Trump has got some issues with women. He's fascinated with women. He's always quoted about saying things about women and methinks the lady doth protest too much. Okay, so what is your line of thinking here? Well, my line of thinking is he's so obnoxious, Donald Trump, and he's so about the women, and he's changing women out. You know, he's had three wives. He's got his daughter running the country. You know, this tells me there's some ideation going on with the female. Mm. Okay. Important question. What does ideation mean? Well, you know, he identifies with them. He relates to them. I mean, do you think he's got like some size 13 pumps hidden away that aren't Melania's? Oh, that I really like that. This is good stuff. I'm going to have to have you on my show. My ratings would go through the roof. <laughs> uh, pumps or no pumps? Do I would pump say pumps. Pump? Yeah, I would yeah. say pumps, you know. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he can rock the stilettos or the platforms. That just, just, I mean, he is the Donald, but I don't think he has the legs. I think you're right. No, I I don't think so. I don't think. And recently, the Donald has gained some weight. Yeah, I have to tell you. Is he eating at your restaurant? His man boobs are in full effect. What do you think about the the bro bra? The bra. I think it is a great idea for someone who's a little overweight to have a little support. There's nothing like jiggly man boobs for you to lose your desire to live. Well, we have we have another another uh, guest who's just arrived. Sharon is here. Sharon, say hello to Dr. Phil. Hey, Dr. Phil, how are you? Hello, Sharon. I really like your attitude. You sound upbeat and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I am usually upbeat. I'm excited just listening. Oh, it's very exciting. And you know what? I, I know that you ladies love quotes. And I don't know if you know some of my quotes, but one of my favorites is, if you want more, you have to require more from yourself. Isn't that genius? I wrote oh. that myself. I'm putting it on my wall right now. Yeah, no one else thought of that. No. Yeah, no, and it's better. This is one I really in, like. In, She's in Atlanta. She's got a southern accent, kind of like you from Texas. I love Hotlanta. What a great city. 
Mm -hmm. I love it too, but our, our traffic is horrendous and our highways like to fall down. <laughs> I know. I have to say, I've been there. If you want to get, if you want to get some reading done, then you get in some uh, Atlanta traffic because you ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Sharon, do you have a question for Doctor Phil? A relationship question, maybe? Yeah, I would love to understand um, his perspective on why people stay in relationships when they are so unfulfilled. What mm. makes people stay in confinement? versus choosing contentment. Ooh, I like that. Well, I think a lot of people are scared. I have a quote. It's, it's better to be healthy alone than sick with someone else. But some people cannot bear the idea of being alone. They just can't handle it. They'd rather be in a stinky relationship than be by themselves. So hey, Dr. If a person is in that space, mm -hmm. what type of advice would you give them to start the process of unraveling the relationship so they can leave? Read my newest book, I'm Okay, You're a Mess. <laughs> 1995. On Amazon. Okay, that's really good advice. Um, mm -hmm. Dr. Phil. Hey, listen, you know what? It, it takes, you got to be fearless in life. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is the performance. You will not get a second chance. Live you took that your from life my book, now. Dr. Phil, that's plagiarism from my own book. What's that? <laughs> what you just said. Life is not a dress rehearsal? Yeah, that's in my book. You took it. You that, well, it. that's in my book, too. We're obviously stealing from the same people. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Phil, this is Sandra, and I know we've only got a minute or two for break, but Sheldon Cooper on The Big Bang Theory said something very profound. He said he feels sad for stupid people. Do you feel sad for stupid people, too? Because, quite frankly, you do kind of think people are stupid. They are very stupid, and if they weren't, I wouldn't sell so many books. <laughs> That's true. But let me tell you something. Ignorance is bliss. Okay. <laughs> Beauty is only skin deep, but stupid goes down to the bone. Mm, that's true. You can't run away from stupid. That's right. It, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Dr. Phil, you're just so full of so many witticisms and great. Oh, you know, Hey, here's another books. one going back. If you're, uh, if you're lonely, then you're not there for you. Oh, that's a good one. That should be on a pillow. That's a good idea. I'm going to put that on my website, Dr. Phil Pillows, along yeah. with my tea cozies, my, you know, my beer chillers, all that stuff. Well, that's amazing. You, you set that up, cross-stitch it, have, you know, go find those ladies who can do that. We're going to go to commercial break, and when we come back, um, I want to say thank you, Dr. Phil, for joining us and, and you know, talking to Sharon because she really needed that help. But we're going to come back and we're going to talk to um, a really favorite person of yours and, uh, and ours, and it's his anniversary, Austin Powers. Frankie Sense and more will be right back after we pay the bills. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with lessons in joyful living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central 
Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. In 1929, William Lear and Elmer Wavering of Quincy, Illinois, were out driving with their girlfriends. One of the girls suggested it would be even more romantic if they could listen to music. The guys liked the idea and started tinkering with installing a home radio in the car. They sold their idea to a radio manufacturing company and applied for a loan with a local banker to get production started. Thinking it might sweeten the deal, they installed one of their new radios in the banker's vehicle. Unfortunately, the banker's car caught on fire and they did didn't get the loan. They must have felt like Dunder Clumpins. Not giving up, they drove to a radio convention and sat outside in the car with the radio blasting. Soon orders were pouring in and taking a cue from the Victrola because their radio was going in a car. They called it the Motorola. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's Frankie Sensenmore. I'm so glad that you're with us. I am your host, Frankie Picasso. My guest today is John D. Domenico, the world's greatest impersonator as far as I'm concerned. Sandra Beck is here. Sharon uh, Jamison is also in the house. And Austin Powers, it's his 20th anniversary. He is joining us. And I think Dr. Evil's kind of trailing along behind him. Let's see. Frankie's groovy right on, baby. Can you guys hear me? Oh, Sandra, why don't you take this away? I do. I've always wondered about this, um, Austin Powers, because I visited Holland many times, and the Holland people are very, very nice. Have you been to Holland? Are you allowed in Holland? I mean, you did call them, you know, a, a crazy Dutch bastard. <gasps> did you say if I've been to Holland, baby? Yes. I love Holland. It's groovy, baby. But, you know, what's his name? Is there a gold member? He's Uh, hiding out there. (laughs) (laughs) I love the windmills and the shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your favorite favorite Dutch baby? Say that again. Your favorite Dutch baby. My favorite Dutch baby would have to be Dr. Evil. <laughs> a good one. <laughs> so, what's really going on between you and Doctor Evil? I mean, is this like a bromance? Is this a you know where where has it gone in the past twenty years? Well, allegedly, we're brothers. We found out in the third in the third movie that we were separated at birth. Oh, yeah, but you didn't. Which I was very surprised so is about. There, is there an attraction between you two? Gosh, I hope not. We, we're not from Arkansas, are we? <laughs> so it's a big anniversary what what plans do, do does the world have for you 
Well, you know, it's the 20th anniversary of the Austin Powers movie, the very first one. It's going to be very groovy. There's going to be a showing of the film in Los Angeles, you know, and we'll have the uh, Shagwire baby and all the all the big characters. <laughs> yeah. Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, Frau Farbissima, Fat Bastard, you know, to me, baby. I think Fat Bastard is my favorite. But if, of all of all your leading ladies, which was your favorite one to shag? I would have to say Vanessa Kensington, who's Elizabeth Hurley, baby. But then again, then again, Beyonce was in, in the third film. But then again, Heather Graham was in the second film. They're all fantastic, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you do, Sandra? Oh, I would think Heather Graham, because she looks dumb as a box of rocks, and I could probably just, you know, just get everything I wanted from her and leave her and then go on, and she wouldn't even remember. Yeah. I agree. Well, probably not, you know, to me. She's not really much of an actress, but she's a beautiful woman. She is. She is. And, well, and speaking of beauty, I have a question about Mr. Bigglesworth, because... Oh, he's right here. He's, he's right here. I actually stole him from Dr. Evil. <laughs> so he's still alive? He's still alive after 20 oh, yes, years? He's, he's the skinless cat. Oh, yes. Well, Dr. Evil, like, radiated him, so he's probably going <laughs> to probably outlive all of us. Do you think that Mr. Bigglesworth has any regrets about being stereotyped? You know, in Hollywood, everybody gets stereotyped. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he's had trouble getting roles other than as a cat. And he has such a huge range. I've actually seen him do a horse in an improv class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. He's very, he's very small, but it's groovy being an international man of mystery. Bro. Oh, I bet. <laughs> this is your favorite car. Do you get to drive an Aston Martin? Well, it's 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 a Shagwire. It's a, it's a um it's a it's a Jaguar, which you call Shagwire. Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> They're very groovy cars, and there's only three of them in the entire world. The ones that painted with the Union Jack. Oh, nice. And now we're looking. Now that finally, for the first time, we're all lining up and hoping to do an Austin Powers full baby. Hmm. So who's gonna who's gonna be at at you know the big party? Who's gonna be on your arm at the big party? It's a great question. Probably I would hopefully be Vanessa Kensington. Oh, okay. She's very she's... because you know Beyonce's with Jay Z and yeah. Heather Graham's with um Heather Graham's with um it, somebody. It's, it's it's Basil. It's Basil. He's calling me. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, I have to get rid of Basil quickly. Yes. There we go. Please do. Okay. Yes. So it's going so, to be very exciting. It's, you know, it's, it's, what, it's like a groundbreaking comedy, so we're very excited. Do you bring back the bag of chips? You know, because Dr. Evil says, you know, you ate all that uh, in, in a, a bag, bag of, of chips. chips. Why didn't you use the bag of donuts? Or, you know, what is the discrimination against potato chips and donuts and other fast foods? Well, we know that, you know, in the U.S., people love potato chips. So, and, and donuts aren't really very healthy for you, baby. You know, you always want to be sexy, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your key to fitness? What, what, how do you keep that svelte man of mystery physique? Oh, what are some of your we, don't, we don't believe in exercise. <laughs> or brushing our teeth for that. Or, I was going to say, or a dentist, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, made, you made millions of dollars. You know, dollars. There's, there's three dentists in all of London, and they never, they always have an opening. It's odd. <laughs> what do you 
think about the American fixation with with weight and fast food and and everything being instant, instant, instant. I think it puts a lot of undue pressure on people, baby. And it's kind of sad. You just want to live life and be groovy. You don't have to be worried about your teeth and your and your belly and your bottom and all those types of things. You just want to have a good time and shag yourself rotten. What about fake breasts? I'd like you to weigh in well, on... Those, like... not, those I'm in for. Those are groovy. Okay. I really like those. Thumbs up on those, baby. <laughs> Who doesn't like boobies? Everyone loves boobies. Babies love boobies. Old men love boobies. Boobies are groovy. Oh, mm. so I wanted one small ones. You, do you care if they're different sizes? Like one size is an A cup, one size is a B cup. Because you know, women worry about these things. Well, I would prefer this asymmetrical, and I think they can do that with technology now. Yeah, because some guys like like you know they think two hands is too much, but you know, hey, I don't know any of those men. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I, do you I have any heard. children that we don't know about? Say this again. Do you have any children that we don't know about? Oh, well, probably all over the world. I'm a prolific you shagged lover. A lot, Sandra. Come on. Oh, I shagged a lot, and I don't want to brag, but I've had lovemaking sessions that have lasted over a minute. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do you use Viagra? Do you use any of the performance enhancing drugs? You know drugs? what? I, I, you know what? It's funny you mentioned Viagra. Last night I took a Viagra. It got caught in my throat, and this morning I woke up with a stiff neck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a giraffe, a giraffe neck. Um, did... Yes, my neck has been stiff for six hours. <laughs> oh. Told me I have to call the doctor. Oh dear. Oh, I love it. That's so funny. What about what about um condoms? Do you use condoms? Oh no. Condoms are for, for sailors and hookers. <laughs> and Frenchmen. And Frenchmen, no, they're filthy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, it, it's been just wonderful visiting with you, Dr. Powers. Um, I'm wondering if you could... Oh, I'm a doctor now. Groovy, baby. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Austin, Austin, my favorite Austin. He's the doctor um, of love. I didn't mean to call him yeah, Austin. I've got my oh, mojo, baby. Doctor. Come on. Your know. mojo, my mojo, cross-mojinating. <laughs> I, I'd like to talk <laughs> to John just before we go, though. Could, could John okay. come back? Have a wonderful I'm back, baby. You're back? Okay. <laughs> oh, that was fun. That is really a lot of fun. John, I, you know, one question I did have for you that I, I wondered about. When you're walking around New York City with Melania on your arm in front of Trump mm-hmm. Tower and all over the place, do you ever worry somebody's going to take a pot shot at you? Well, you know, it's funny. Prior to the election, I never was concerned with it. Post the election, I don't go anywhere without security. Yeah. I, I worry for you a little bit, truly. Yeah, it's been it's a totally different kind of generally. I mean, for the most part, generally, it, it is it's very positive and people get it. But, you know, what what has happened in the last 18 months, I've become an avatar for Donald mm-hmm. Trump. So on both sides, I've had people I've had CEOs of major corporations. I'll do an event, lean into me and say, I'm voting for you. Like they oh whisper my in my ear and say that. And, you know, my thought always was, you realize I'm not him, right? Yeah. And, um, but conversely, <laughs> there's a lot of people who take their anger out on me. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they, you know, again, I'm just like an avatar. I'm playing this character. To me, I'm playing a character. To them, I am a conduit yes. to him. So their frustrations are just, you know, are, are magnified when I'm there in person. What's so. the craziest thing a fan has said to you? 
Well, not well, was it? Oh my God, I pretty much heard it all. Um, around the the bus, the Billy Bush bus thing. Uh-huh. Remember that? Um, yeah. What? How free am I to speak? It's free or very free. Oh, okay. Well, I had a woman at an event say, "Will you grab my pussy?" Wow. And this was a corporate event, and this woman was like an executive, and I was shocked. Wow. Shocked beyond belief. The worst thing that happened was I was on an, in, in an elevator here in Las Vegas, and I'd just come off the show floor, and I was with two people who were, like, guarding me, and we were heading up to the room where I was going to get out of uh, out of uh, wardrobe, and the guy, there was a guy on the elevator who turned around, looked at me, his eyes started, and he got, grabbed my throat. <gasps> really? And, yeah, and they had to, like, pull his arms off, and they were like, take it easy. He's not the real guy. And he was like, you're ruining the country. And he was an older <laughs> guy. I was, I was really shocked. I was really, yeah. he, he didn't wow. look like someone who would do that. But you know, no, they never do. People do that when, you know, they, they see actors on, on a show and they think that that, that they're that character all the time. Oh, and they go, yeah. I hate that person. I hate you. Right. They that really went on for decades with soap operas. People didn't really separate the fact that it's actors playing a role. They thought yeah. you know, a lot of these people are real. And, and I know that still goes on today. And I'm, and I, it's, it's, you think that people are more sophisticated than that, but honestly, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not. No, well, Bell it's like, right. I saw Gary Busey on Hollywood Boulevard one time in the car. Uh, next to me and i swear i thought he was going to whip out something shoot me or i expected all the buildings to explode i mean it came in that fast it wasn't it's like that recognition and then all the movies we've seen him in all comes into play i don't think it's necessarily that we're stupid but we are conditioned after watching movies to see Mm -hmm. people in certain lights yeah 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 yeah. and that's how you contextualize them because that's how they that's the only context you have for them so out of context, even for me, you know, I'll be in New York and I'll see a very well-known act. Not that that part of it, but like, it's still like a shock. It's like, oh, my God, that's so-and-so. And they're yeah. right there in front of me. And it's, it's, it's amazing, you know. Well, well, like, I got to see Jamie Lee Curtis and Dar- Danny Glover yell at your kids. It, their kids. It was like the best day of my life. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, well, this has been great. Just thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's wonderful. I, you know, we've got 30 seconds left. So thank you again so much for being our guest today and, and agreeing to say yes. And uh, I just love you, as you know, and I support yeah, you. And you've and been so, you've been so awesome, Frankie. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Sandra, thanks again for coming on the show with me today. And Sharon, I know you had to go, but thank you too. <laughs> and make sure you, you go out and you get Alice uh, Tyson's book on Amazon. Just download it. It's free and help those suffering with, with uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and the rest of it. Thanks again, everybody. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.